You're listening to Called to Homeschool with Karin and Meg, episode number nine. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Welcome back to Call to Homeschool. This is episode nine, and we'll be talking about when everything goes wrong. But yes. first, first we we're want... gonna yes. Oh, go sorry, ahead. no, sorry. We're gonna uh, we have a listener question that we wanted to cover, so we're gonna give kind of a short and sweet answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people worry about this. Yeah, and the the concern was, what if I'm not teaching them enough? Um, has anybody ever felt that way? Raise your hand uh-huh, uh-huh. in your mind oh, or yeah. in person, right? Yeah, it's a big common fear and it's a scary one. Especially when you're starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- well, and especially like you're trying to compare yourself to the way the public school works and we work differently at home. So learning looks different. Very so different. It's hard to gauge it sometimes. Um, a lot of times if you are worried about, I've got to teach them more and I've got to do all these subjects, it is a quick way to get mom burnout. And also kid burnout. Yes. Like, okay, now I know you just did two hours of math, but now you're going to do an hour of science and an hour of art study and an hour up, right? And just load more and more on them because I have to just shove so much knowledge into your head right now. That just reminds me though of the Charlotte Mason philosophy where she has, you know, the small short lessons that because kids can really only concentrate and focus for shorter amounts of time depending on their age and some adults (laughs) and some adults too. It's not just kids, but if you just give them, you know, smaller lessons, shorter little bits, then they're going to retain more information. Absolutely. And then I like to remember if I'm ever worried about like, am I doing enough? Especially as my kids are getting older next year is my last year with my oldest son at home. And I have worried about like, He's about to go into the real world. It's almost world. as if that fear gets worse when they hit high school age. Well, it's like you go do it when you start and then do it again mm-hmm. when they get older. You're okay kind of through the In the middle, years. you're like, yeah, I got this, right? <laughs> and now yeah. he's going to be leaving the nest. And I think, oh, no, what did I – have I taught him enough? And then it's, it's really good at that point, I think, to reflect mm-hmm. and think, what did I know when I was 18? And – that's a scary question. It is kind of scary, yeah. <laughs> right? And I was married at 19, and that was my path, and that was my journey, and it's worked out beautifully. But I'm sure people were probably really scared. Like, this girl knows nothing. She doesn't know enough to get married and start a family, right? Right. And But who really does when they start anyway? Right. But the most important thing is to realize that, you know, the, the example of the loaves and the fishes with Christ where he's going to fill in the gaps. We're doing our best. We're doing – we're giving it our all – And I think he loves what we're doing for our children Mm -hmm. and the effort that we're putting into our families. And so he's going to magnify that and fill in those, those holes that we're missing. Yes. And your kid, like a gap that you have right now, your kid may learn when he's 20 and that's okay. And I think I am a young buck at 38, right? And I'm learning things now that I didn't know then and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And life goes on. And so when you're worrying, have I taught them enough? Relax. And just like rely on Christ. He'll fill in the gaps. Yeah. So thank you for the question. Maybe that wasn't very short and sweet of an answer. It was a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to the episode of the day, we're going to talk about when everything goes wrong. Or as I like to call it, when the crap hits the fan. Because it will. It will. I can guarantee that. There's going to be days when you feel like the worst homeschool mom ever. When you want to quit. 
when you want to enroll your kids in school and even threaten to. That's I've, funny. I've threatened that, and it's we, funny. We talked about this before we recorded, and I don't think I've ever threatened mine. I've kind of done it a few times. I might not admit how many, but I've also had – there's this charter school that's right around the corner for me that I look up their website – Every year, probably thinking, okay, this year I, I don't have it in me. I'm going to go look at this website and probably enroll my kids this year. I never That's have. Funny. I keep on doing it. But there are times when it just feels overwhelming and hard. And I say this not to scare you, because if you're a new homeschooler and you hear this, you're going to think, I can never do it. But I say this to let you know that it's common and it happens to all of us. Yes, that it's not out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's life, even if you're in public school, nobody's life is perfect. No. And how great when when bad things happen and somebody gets sick or somebody dumps paint down the stairs, saying that for a friend or for myself, <laughs> that like it's almost going into it saying, oh, okay, like this is one of those bad days mm-hmm. because life can't be 100% perfect all right, the time. Right, right. So when those days come and you want to quit, um, we're going to talk to you about some some things that you can do to make it a little better and to survive those days and to wake up the next day and keep going despite. Yeah, I think the first place for me to start would be saying that some days, sometimes bad things happen. Oh, yeah. And just kind of owning it. And I think that I think that a lot with my two year old, mm-hmm. like sometimes two year olds cry. And right now he's just being a two year old. Yeah. And just kind of relaxing with that. So when that's my first go-to, when something does happen, a kid throws a fit, something gets broken, like, oh, this is just one of those days where something bad's going to happen. Right. And homeschooling is just going to have bad days that things don't fit well. They don't gel well. The kids don't work well. You don't feel like working, whatever it is, there's just going to be hard days. So some tips for that. Because we're pros. <laughs> <laughs> we're pros at having bad days. Yes, yes we are. And, and still homeschooling. Like yeah. that's the thing is that we both home, both have homeschooled for so long and we've both had bad days. So here is your hope that you too can have a bad day and everything will work out like people, life goes on and it will be okay. Right. So tip number one, change up your routine. Yeah. So. The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That. Yeah will drive anyone crazy. <laughs> if you're doing the same morning routine and everybody's crying every single day and like, well, maybe I'll do it with a cheerier disposition, but you're still doing the same thing every single day. Then nothing's going to change. Right? Nothing will change. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of breaking the the mold. If you think about when you're doing something, your mind wants the easiest possible way to do it. And going on autopilot is an easy way because it doesn't have to think. And so it's just going to require some effort from you to break the habit of what you've been doing and create a new one. Yeah. We're both, are you reading Atomic Habits? I am. We're both reading this book right now called Atomic Habits, where it talks about these habit loops. And it's, it's a brilliant book that we, it's very highly recommend. Yes. She probably would as well. I do. I've already learned so much from it. So that's a good one. If you, if you want to work on habit training and changing habits in your home or yourself. Which might be a really good way to start, too, with changing up a routine that's just not working. Yep. So we can get stuck in these ruts that just really get old, too, where, you know, it's monotonous and it's the same so often that it's just so boring and dry to your kids. And so it's really great once in a while to just take a break from that that normal routine. Maybe that routine works well, but you just need a break from it. So change it up and do something a little different for a day or two. Um, Maybe that looks like reading different books, or maybe that looks like taking your school books into the backyard on a, on a blanket or to the park to read your read aloud books. 
Um, something that small and that simple can give you enough of a change in your routine that it just kind of breathes some fresh life into your day and your school so that kids are happier again. Yeah. I've even noticed something that easy to um, change with my kids instead of just having them sit there. Like you were saying, change positions. Mine is adding food. Oh yes. It's so funny that food can do that, but yes. giving them a little bowl of goldfish or, you know, whatever for some reason can make them work <laughs> so much better. Yes, I've done that with my daughter for math. Whenever she would finish a problem, she could eat a little whatever. <laughs> like a and puppy. <laughs> yes. It's so funny, but it, it made it so much more bearable for her when she was really struggling when she was younger. Yes. And so that's one thing we've done really well with poetry and tea time mm-hmm. is it always has food. And we have our, our terrible little teacups that keep getting broken. And there's always a funny drink in it of Kool-Aid or hot cocoa and the, the, our crumpets are always something interesting, but it's now something they look forward to instead of like, oh, we have to sit and listen to you read poetry. Yeah. So that was just changing up the habit of how we used to do it. Yes. So then the next tip is to find the root of the problem. So if there's, you know, a really hard thing that keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, you might have something that's causing that problem that you're not really aware of. It could be behavioral for your kids. It could be a particular subject that they're really struggling with, or it it doesn't teach them the way that they learn. And so it's a hard subject for them. Or maybe it's a mood. Maybe you're coming in with a bad attitude or they're coming in with a bad attitude. So if you can figure out what that problem is, like what's causing that problem, then that can help you fix what's going on. And sometimes, guess what? You might be the problem. (laughs) Um, In the scripture, I wish I knew the exact scripture. It says, is it I? I guess it'd be New Testament. And Christ is around the table and he was saying, one of you are going to betray me tonight. And instead of pointing fingers and saying, oh, I bet it's that guy, right? They say, is it I? Mm-hmm. So is it me? So be willing to look at yourself and saying, am I the problem? Am I, is my temper too short? Yeah. Am I not well rested? So I don't have much to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an episode, a few episodes ago, we talked about taking time for mom. And so maybe you need to go do something for yourself so that you do have the energy and that mental power to give more so that that might be part of the problem is that you don't have the mental capacity. Yeah. To deal with it. So if you think about how hard it is to do school when you're in a bad mood, you know, sometimes you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're just grumpy for no really apparent reason. Think about that with your children too. So, you know, if you're aware of it for yourself, think about what your kids might be going through. If they wake up in that kind of bad mood, it's tough and it's hard. And so maybe if you, if you think about how hard it is for yourself, you can be a little more understanding of your children and their bad days and just be a little gentler and softer, softer to them on those harder days for them. Absolutely. And I love the saying, if you've ever heard the saying, the ox in the mire, mm-hmm. and sometimes things happen and that's like the ox in the mire. So school may get interrupted for something that happens once in a while. But if the ox is in the mire every single day, sell the ox and seal up the mire. That yes. was quoted from Jeffrey R. Holland in a recent talk. And it's if there is something that is constantly in the way of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Right. Yeah. And then one more thing just along that vein is um, look at what you're trying to accomplish in a day. If it's too much, then maybe you just need to scale back a little bit. If you're trying to fit in too many things, that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety in your home. And not only for you, but for your kids as well. Yes. And I will remember, remember when you start to do too much to kiss, to keep it simple, sister. Yeah. yeah. That's from our episode on keep it simple. Keep it simple. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, And then the next tip is be willing to be creative. This, 
I'm not going to lie, is where I excel. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at this too. And I think after so many years, you just get good. Yeah. Um, you have to find ways to be creative to make learning more exciting for your kids. Yes. And so I was, <laughs> so you're going to find out how weird I am. So here I am, right? This is me. Years ago when my kids were doing language arts and sometimes I didn't have a good attitude when I would listen to them doing language arts and you would say, okay, what's the definition of a noun? And they'd say, I don't know. It's like verbish, like running. And you're like, no, a noun is a person, place, thing, or idea. And then like, you'd ask them more questions and they just wouldn't get it. So instead of insulting them personally, I got a puppet and his name is Lord Penguin. And my kids love Lord Penguin. He is completely inappropriate and he is not very nice and he's always kind of teases them, but it made these difficult subjects so much more fun because Lord Penguin became the teacher instead of mom. And it was this total way of me being able to get through some of these hard subjects. And the funny thing is when they talk about Lord Penguin, they have a whole backstory for him. He has a pirate patch now and a hook. They've sewed outfits for him. Like Lord Penguin is a fun memory for them instead of saying, you remember when you'd get mad at us when we wouldn't <laughs> do our definitions of a verb, right? And so that was one of the ways that I've been able to be creative with language arts. Yeah. And I like to just pull in a lot of like board games or books or activities that are just more engaging. We have a huge cupboard full of board games and probably 50, 60% of them are educational because we pull them out, you know, for, for geography or for math or different things like that. Um, and I just try to keep a lot of hands on manipulatives and things like that to just really make the, make the lessons a little more engaging for my kids. And, and that's something I do a lot on my website as well. If you find a lot of like principal games and yeah, awesome. puzzles and stuff like that so that you can just change up your lesson enough to make it interesting and different enough that they, that they don't hate it that day. When I saw as somebody actually posted about that, her son, I believe just finished kindergarten and can only read sight words. And she was really worried. Should I put him in school? And so my son actually did his kindergarten year. My oldest son did a private school and he couldn't read by the end. Um, he was really good at kind of just floating away and he never caused problems that are like, oh, your son's just wonderful. And I said, oh yeah, there's no behavior issue, but he didn't learn. So when I started homeschooling in first grade, he couldn't read. And I had to get very creative and play a lot of games and made reading very fun and exciting. And by fourth grade, he read the Odyssey and he's actually read it a bunch of times. And I thought, oh, that's a hard book to get through that's once. Cool. So there's a lot of studies that have been done on like different types of learning and the more senses you involve like your eyes your ears your smell taste touch the more senses you involve in learning the more they're going to remember it so that's something I try to think of when my kids are really stuck on something or having a really hard time remembering something if you can make it sensory in some way um, involve food involve you know something active anything like that then it's gonna it's gonna help them to learn it a little more quickly or to stick in their brain a little more easily. But um, I say this, but I don't want you to think that you have to do this every day all the time because that's not possible. No, and, and Lord Penguin hasn't made an appearance for a year. <laughs> but like he was needed a few years back. Yeah, but once in a while you need those kinds of things, but it doesn't have to be a part of every single lesson every single day. Right, to keep it simple, right? But when this is all about when something goes wrong. And so it's just this is something to start getting it fixed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then our next tip is 
If you have a subject that's really hard or difficult, you can find a co-op group or a mentor or an online program that can help you with those hard things. And this is where Meg is an an expert in this area because she is a life coach and coaches people on these kinds of principles. I do. And so it's this really awesome program that we actually teach you all the principles of how to apply these things in your uh, family. So when something does go wrong, you have awesome steps of like, oh, I know what to do instead of, well, great. What do we do? Throw our hands up, put the kids in school, sell the house, move away. Right. And so you don't have to go to that extreme that you can have these awesome principles of, oh, we know what to do. The kids are fighting today. What is what do they do? What is a principle that they can do to help solve this problem and to do these things? And so uh, what I do with my program is I actually go through and kind of hold your hand and give you some really awesome principles and then somebody to complain to when the day is hard and saying, hey, can I cry on your shoulder? And I'm like, yes, let me move my mane of my hair and like (laughs) you can come cry on my shoulder, but then it's going to be okay and we're going to figure it out together. It's, it's great to have a resource like that where someone can really support you through those hard things. Absolutely. All right. So just a quick little summary. Change up your routine. Yes. And then we've got find the root of the problem. Be willing to be creative. Mm-hmm. Even if you and... need your own puppet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then find a support or a mentor to help you through. Yes. And you guys have got this. And just don't feel bad when a bad day happens. And just know it's just one of those days that are just a bad day. And it's nothing personal and that you can do it. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calledtohome.com.